millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I've got a bucket of gravy and I want to share it with you. Got a bucket and maybe you can tip it in my mouth. And a bucket of gravy for your baby and your daddy. Gravy for everyone. Gravy today. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William, Charlie Birchall, the guy who couldn't find the rhythm of what Andy was doing. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's tough with the delay anyway, but I was like, oh, there's, I'm like, yeah. And I go, no, that's not where he's putting his pause. That's not where he's ending his thing. <laughs> you know what's the hardest part of this podcast? It's not It's not doing the singing at the start. No. The hardest part is saying your name straight afterwards. So there's no ambiguity about who's responsible for <laughs> Straight <laughs> for away, they can happened. identify each voice. <laughs> My name is Andy Matthews, and I endorse this jingle. Um. Uh, Alistair, everyone, this is the last podcast of the year. And, and the year such... is 2020, depending on when you're listening to this. Mm, mm. Maybe you well, started this. this. Is... Maybe you just started this podcast and it's the year 2030. And mm. somehow podcast servers are still running, you know, and the rest of the mm. world is burnt to the ground. But A flame, yes. <laughs> but you started it and I want you to know we're still doing well. Uh, I'm in mm. Tathra, New South Wales at the moment, and we're in between heavy fire seasons, and there's a chance that this year, when I'm visiting my parents, I won't have to flee and <laughs> evacuate a, a an oncoming bushfire, you know? Yes. And, and these were the good years. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the off years, you mm. know? You have an on-again, off-again fleeing season, mm. and uh, this is the El Flino uh no, I'm sorry. El Flino is no. Can we flea. start again? <laughs> you really want to start again? No, I don't. Okay, great. No, I don't. No, it's just my get out of my great El 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 Nino El Flino. El Flino. Uh, oh, so yeah. I get the Nino Flino now. Yeah, <gasps> I knew it was related god. in some way. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alistair, before the podcast, mm. just to give you, you know, the listeners, um just reassurance that we have very similar conversations when we're not recording. We were talking about an ecosystem, if we could get rid of plants entirely, or well, if I could choose to choose to um, uh, be, be some sort of higher level carnivore where I ch- I've narrowed down some sort of section of the food chain where mm. I only eat things that where plants are not involved. And well, I think mm. that's, Possible. Sorry, Alistair. I think that is possible if if you can find, uh, if, if you can trace things back, so you'll get back to an, an animal that only eats fungus. Is that is that fair to say? Um, right. 
Yeah, I think I think what you what you're what you're describing is a is is a is a, carniv- a carnivorous creature that is so carnivorous mm. that as it walks around, it even pulls out plants by their roots, right? <laughs> and eliminates mm. the whole flora ecosystem mm. and creates Correct. systems. You know, it creates new hierarchies, and in a way, it's because you know these these animals aren't. You know they're not crazy abundant, so they're mm. they're easing the the environment into a full meat based, <laughs> full meat based things like that, and so they're removing the plants, and quickly creatures have to find a meat alternative. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking faux duck, mm. right? I'm thinking they have to move to real, real duck. I you this know? is really interesting to me. Mm. As a movie concept, but I, 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 you know, a movie concept in which because you you deal a lot in movies with the death of animal life, right? I feel like you know, yeah. in, in one form or another, like diseases that ravage animals. And they love they love a movie that that warns us of the oncoming ecological disasters that we're creating ourselves. Yes, but my one, Alastair, is yeah, all plants die. Okay. Yeah. And then it's just a meat planet. That's the name of the movie. It's the, the movie's oh, called I Meat love it Planet. Already. Meat Planet. <laughs> That's going to sell some tickets, Andy. Well, the, plants don't just die. They 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 crumble to ash instantaneously. Something wow. happens to yeah. the structure of cellulose, and it's just gone. It's <gasps> just dust. Now you can't you can't touch it. And then all it is is just animals on the planet. That's all that's left. And you know the ones that are the omnivores or the 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 um, the vegetarian ones mm. who are you know quick on their feet and can re reimagine things are They're, able to readjust to start eating. Those some are of the, the the omnivore curious. Yes, and <laughs> that's very good. Uh, and, and and then. And then, so it's everything just eating everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like we just see how long we could last, because because it, it, you would last a while. Sure, right? I mean, I guess I think I think if you consider, you know, um, yeah, I think you mentioned fungus earlier. Um, I think even slime molds. I think anything that has even a basic, you know, kind of animal style life. Mm. Even though these are not animals, I mean, animal I mu- style <laughs> mushrooms are, t- are too actually are probably too plant like. They are, yeah, um, and I think that's not really in the spirit of Meat Planet. The spirit, no, you're right. The spirit of Meat Planet to me is yeah. just meat on meat violence, and yeah. and everybody's everybody's eating everybody, and then we just see who's at the top of the heap at the okay. end. And is it right? bugs? And what about bugs? It Bug could. Meat. It, I think I think bugs are in. Okay. Bugs are bugs are in. Yeah, so, bug what meat about, is, is, wait, is what on about, the table very much. What about jellyfish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jellyfish yep. are in. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. Um, if it if it if it moves, yeah. It. it, uh, it what grooves. about? Okay, just just so that we're you know we're setting the boundaries of this thing. Blue green algae. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, well, I don't like that green bit. That yeah. sounds very plant-like. <laughs> that sounds, but blue, you know, there's a lot of birds that have blue. Blue, sure, sure, blue. Yeah. Some crabs are blue. Yeah, but green? Mm. Green no, is very plant-like. 
Yeah. Well, green animals die as well. I guess there's not many. But... Uh, look, I think but out of solidarity, uh, would be yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, think um, about that. Yeah, no, meet planet, right? And mm. um, do you think? I mean, I, you know, I like. How do you think that that? What's the origins of meat planet in your? Yeah, well, so as I say, like you know, something that wipes out cellulose. It could yeah, be. So, it's like so a, what like if cellulose like a has petrification a of cellulose? Could be. What about like a burst of gamma radiation? Okay, because you know the micro how microwaves work is that they oscillate radiation in a particular frequency that there's even a radio wave, but it's like a particular frequency that. Um, that causes water molecules to oscillate and uh, mm. and v- then vibrate, and that heats up the food. So, uh, you know, you could get, say, a pla- a star explodes in some yeah. distant distant thing, and a wave of radiation washes over the Earth. Okay, yeah, that's good. And it's, it could either it's be in a very specific wavelength that somehow destroys um yeah cellulose molecules, you know, or photosynthetic. It's either it's either a star. Or it's a mm. a one of those YouTube science pranks, Great. you know, like one of those YouTube science pranksters. You know, one of those ones who creates lots of foam in their place or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, oh this is foam. the most amount of yeah. foam." I don't know much about this, but yeah, it sounds like fun. You know, but then these guys are like, "Well, we're going to make the most powerful microwave, and they're going to cook a really big burrito, right?" Mm. And <laughs> yep. You know, and then, but then something goes off and it just creates this kind of electromagnetic pulse mm. in the perfect uh, microwave frequency that, yep, that, that splits all plant that spl- splits every cellulose molecule in half and creates essentially every plant dies. And you know what, though? I, I just. <laughs> Just, just then in that, I think that's very good, Alistair, and I think that's probably how this will happen. But like just then, uh, I said cooks all plant life. But then I had another idea, which is like, what if something did happen, and it did cook all all animals, not humans, but all uh, all other animals on Earth are cooked instantly, right? <laughs> and they <laughs> they're all gonna. Get, there's a very limited window in which we can eat them yeah, before or they preserve start to go them. bad. Or preserve them, sure. And then so this is this is the becomes your mission. You've got maybe twenty-four hours, right? In which you've got to get all of this cooked meat refrigerated. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's gonna have to last us. That's all the meat we're ever gonna have unless that's we go all we got left now. That and yeah. what's on so, the shelves. Plants are fine. Right, <laughs> yeah. Plants are fine, so human human existence will be able to continue. But meat, the concept of meat, there'll never be more meat. So we oh, got to preserve all too. that meat, and then we got to we got to ration it out for the rest of human history. Yeah, and How, I like I like what that, are we, we, that, do? We, that we see this early on, but then mm. we cut to five years later when yeah. You know, the the very last rations of meat are being handed out. <laughs> well, meat would then become like oil in the uh Mad Max thing, yeah. right? And it's it's Esky's Esky's full of meat and freezer trucks, instead of those big tankers yeah. full of oil in Mad Max, it's freezer trucks full of like frozen buffalo or 
or turtle or whatever it is. It's all cooked rat. It's all it's all in there, and you're driving through just normal streets, not even a desert, but but you're on the run with your meat. Suddenly, butchers so, and people who worked in meat processing plants oh, became billionaires because yes. they they were capable of actually processing the meat mm. in some way. Well, their and skills are refining so... it down to its chop form. Mm. <laughs> no one else would be able to work out. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of you know a lot of people don't want to get their hands dirty, despite how how uh, how rare the meat became, or or. It's either that or they were just too slow. There was a very small window. Mm, if you hesitated true. for even a moment, Andy, you might not see another think, another rasher for the rest of your life. Well, I think that those those butchers, you know, once meat becomes a limited resource, you're never going to you're not going to entrust your precious rare meat to a um to to an amateur butcher. Right, you always like. It becomes like a piece of gold. You take it to a goldsmith. You take it to like this master. Excuse me, I'm burping. This master craftsperson. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, and real artisanal stuff. And they work with. They'd be working with tiny, tiny pieces of meat as well. Mm. Right. That because we're rashing it out. Uh, uh, you know, chops and and t bones and that sort of thing. Whatever they are, are going to become you know smaller than your fingernail. And and presented to people in a tiny little bed of crushed ice inside a little ring case that you open like that, like an esky, an esky mm. the size of of a <laughs> mm-hmm. one of those one of those um, ring cases. I said the words already. Yeah, and but, I feel uh, uncomfortable saying it Yeah, and they'll, they'll be like again. those, you know, those Listerine slivers. Mm, Listerine strip. Yeah, strips. Oh, what happened to you... those? Oh, they, I think they're still around. They got to be still around. Can't get rid of a good product like that. Well, I I don't know. I don't know if it is a good product. It felt like when they came in, they were almost universal. Like it, it, everyone was. That felt like a product whose time was numbered, and you yet know, they they persisted for a really long time. You know, I think I every time I saw around. them, I was like, really, they're still making that. Huh. I think I think I hung around a guy who really liked them. And so I've I've always seen them through a positive light. Mm. How do you feel? How do you think it would feel like to put one of those on your eyeball? Um, I think it'd be it may be a great YouTube prank challenge. <laughs> um, but I, I think. Oh my god! Let's do it, Alistair. This could be the start of our YouTube prank. Um, <laughs> yeah, life, uh, careers. I mean, we could. All stamp you need them. is something big like that. We could stamp them into sort of like Mickey Blue Eyes kind of uh, mm. fake, you know, fake, uh, you know, blue yeah, eye contact lenses, contact yeah. lenses, and then yeah, and then trick people, trick people, great. All you got to do is put in this Mickey Blue Eyes blue contact lens, yeah, you and I'll give film you it. ten bucks. Yeah, or you film it. Oh, look, we'll send this to you, but you go in the running to win a prize if you live stream. You uh, putting it in for the first time? Yes, we pretend it's a marketing campaign for um for a new kind of con- for Mickey con- Blue Eyes too. Yep, <laughs> great. <laughs> you know, Hugh Grant is back as Mickey Blue. Yeah, Eyes. now he now Mickey Blue Eyes is that has risen to become the godfather of the he's the Don the Mafia clan. He's the Don Don, Don Blue, Blue Eyes. Eyes. Donny Blue Eyes. And what happens? He's you know. 
because his, you know, I guess he he probably fumbled. Mm. Uh, you know, he was doing some fumbling, and his <laughs> father-in-law liked the cut of his jib. He probably saved I, um, somebody. I have never, never seen Mickey Blue Eyes. But can but you I imagine already what it is? Seeing the trailer and thinking, God, that looks like a great film. I think there was a period of time in my life where yeah. every single trailer I saw, I was like, man, that's the best. I can't believe they thought of that. <laughs> I think my kids at that age, and I think maybe I'm, I think we're wrong. I think we're wrong to look at one of these and think that things mm. are not, not going to be good. Because I don't think kids watch movies and go, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. They go, that was scary. Yeah, or they That's go, the main... oh, I didn't understand that, and so I don't want to watch it. And so they just don't show interest. But Right. But, like, I don't think they think that it's because it's bad. It's just they're like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I think every pop culture opinion I've ever expressed, I've come to regret. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the ones where I dismiss something. It, where you dismiss something? Just... Yeah, where you dismiss something, where you dismiss some genre of music, some artist, some whatever it is. If you dismiss it, you're going to regret that because yes. <laughs> because it's just like, who the fuck cares what you what I think? You know what? Yeah. How do I, why do I get to dismiss anything? Everything, you know, if somebody likes it, that's valid. Except for comic book movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, we're on the right we're on the right network we're on the right network I have to admit I've tried to watch comic book movies and it's just like I'm like oh I already know everything that's going to happen mm. <laughs> there's not going to yeah. be a single surprise in this it's not going to yep. be interesting in any way I mean look I did yep. I did watch Ragnarok because I was mm. like, oh, this is this is actually going to be different because it's somebody with a creative mind <laughs> that's doing yeah. it and making it in a way that it's not supposed to be made. Yeah. Uh, but, I will but, say that I saw the trailer. Oh, sorry, Al, finish your no, thought. No, go, 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 go. I saw the trailer for the new Loki film and I was yeah. like, I have genuinely no idea what this movie is about. <laughs> I have no idea how this... What? How this is a comic book movie? How this is even a movie? I'm in. I'm actually interested to see what the fuck is going on here, because this seems like nonsense. So you know, maybe that's something. Maybe nonsense is the. I think, I think the the problem on. with most comic book movies is that they've we're so early in. I guess you know we're we're so early on. I mean, I guess with like let's say James Bond. They're not like in every episode, every movie going, anyway, this is how James Bond became James Bond. Mm. Right? They can just get to it. They can just go, mm. all right, now he's riding a wave of ice. And now his <laughs> underpants, they have rockets in them. You know, and they can just get the to the good meat stuff. Of it. You know, the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he can, he can blow up his ass and. He can, <laughs> And there's a villain Alistair. now who's got some other <laughs> I, weird deformation. <laughs> I want to see the 
James Bond movie that you make. That's what I want to see. Because so far I'm hearing a lot of ass stuff and pants stuff that generally doesn't hasn't been explored in my, to my mind in the traditional oeuvre well, of James Bond. I think it's... Yeah, I think it it is. It probably is a lot of ass stuff, but you know, he just does it in a sexy way. Mm. Um, there has never been a James Bond gadget. In fact, there's never been a game James Bond moment in which he has had to hide anything in his ass. And I reckon, I have a a, a feeling that mm. that is probably ninety percent of what spying is. Being a spy, it's putting things up, is, it's up, putting your batty. up your batty, up your bum. You yeah. know. Microfilms, little canisters of poison of some kind, um, you know, you name it, you put well, it up your bum. That's probably, <laughs> I probably think, how okay. it works. Um, I got to write is, a second thing down. So spying, spying. Uh, well, I I think our two versions of the meat planet thing are 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 things, right? Okay. So there was one where all. Um, plants die and one where all um, animals get cooked instantly. Those are two ideas, okay. Alistair. You cannot tell me. Oh, it sounds like you think you can tell me. Yeah, but uh, no, no, I, I, I'm just writing. So, you know, it's hard for me to be put all my, my appropriate tone. Spying uh, has yes. got more butt stuff than you think. <laughs> yeah, that's... I think a, you know, you could do a... If you wanted to take it in this angle, you could do a parody sort of scene of that well, bit in James Bond where he's going to visit Q, but every single thing that Q has to present is something that goes up his butt. Is a butt, yeah. Well, I mean, because you could imagine a you have a, a vial of poison, you know, like a suicide mm. vial, if you're going to mm. get tortured, and then maybe strapped to your leg or, you know, in your shoe or whatever, you've got the actual... Um, it's the suicide butt plug. And so you just have to... So you've got that vial of poison in your butt. Right. And then mm. in order to cr- crunch it, you just have to take the the suicide <laughs> butt plug out and put it into your butt and that'll crush the vial inside your butt. Great. It, just, it will um, just fill the cavity. It could just great. be like a rip cord, like one of those ones that you pull for like inflating a, mm. you know, a raft... Uh, an yeah. emergency route like that and it, and it just goes into your butt like that and you go like that and it fills up the cavity like that and crushes any glass that's in there <laughs> and allows it to leak out pushes pushes the 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 glass the broken glass into the the side oh. flesh and then yeah. opens a wound so that the poison the can get in you know what that sounds like it would work but, but that would also work for like for those temporary for, super super hu- like super soldier type serums, <laughs> the quickest way to get it into your body, yeah, to activate you're absolutely it. Absolutely right. <laughs> yep, <laughs> there's a little rip cord mm-hmm. out of your butt. <laughs> yeah, you know you could, and, and when you're going through security, you can just pass it off as a tampon. There you go. Um, uh, but. But but isn't the but like when they do suppositories, mm-hmm. right? Isn't the one of the advantages of that is that it releases slowly? Like if you just have something that dis- dissolves, like okay, to put it in terms of that other people might understand, is am, am I wrong in thinking that like 
sh- putting drugs up your butt, like yeah. an ecstasy tablet or something, mm. has some sort of effect of like slowly dissolving into your bloodstream and giving you like a longer something. Am I? Uh, am I? I don't. I Is don't remember something? whether it's slower or whether it's a more efficient entry point. Mm, like, sure. I think it might be less like quick than sort of snorting, you know, crushing yep. up something and snorting. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, maybe people use it as a more intense high. Um, sure. Maybe, maybe like intense and long lasting. It could be like having edibles or something like that. You know, it's mm. a. I think it's just, I think each method of delivery has its own benefit. Unique. Which, which yep. yeah, which makes you think that eating probably should have more variation. Why are we absorbing it only through our stomach when we could be getting it in? Like, is there a food that you can snort? <laughs> that you could just get into the blood vessels in your nasal passage? Mm, well, I wonder... Because, like sugar, yeah, right, Ch- like chocolate. you know, powdered sugar. If you snort, um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess sugar. But like you know, if you just went as simple as you can and just like icing sugar, right? Yeah, and you snorted that. Some of that would dissolve. Some of that glucose would dissolve into your bloodstream. Yeah. Get the sugar to your brain faster, maybe. Yeah, and is it um, like is it important that it gets processed through the through the stomach? I think the stomach has been or can um, you has, can has you a monopoly? Put, can you put sugar directly into the bloodstream? Is that okay? I think that's what they do in those intravenous drips, right? We yeah. bypass the 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 stomach all the time. The, the stomach thinks it's it's it, you know, it's it's for thousands of years. The stomach has got to decide what does and what doesn't go, or the you know, and the small intestine, what does mm. and what doesn't go into the uh, into the bloodstream. Yeah, but I say we seize back the means of putting uh, things into the bloodstream, diffusion, and we <laughs> yes. transfusion. Uh, yeah, great, and uh, we we put what in what we into the bloodstream, what we want to put into the bloodstream, not what the small intestine wants to put in the bloodstream. But and that might mean getting anything anything that you want, you can get it in a fine powder now, and you can snort it. Or a and, solution. And it, it'll you go know, into the brain. D- dissolved into into sort of sal- sal- like salty water. Are you typing? Well, that's that's so that you can do it intravenously, right? But I, I like snorting. I like snorting sure. more. No, but I mean, like, imagine having smoothies intravenously. Because mm, I mean, right. you know, why just why do only salts and sugars get to mm. go in through a drip <laughs> when you could be getting, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a mango, you know, mm. what's like one of those sort of like boost juice names? Yeah, uh, uh, a four berry blast. A four berry a, blast. A, uh, mango, mango, monkey, mango, magic. No, if the if like the stomach is like just if the problem with the stomach, if the, the the need for the stomach is just to break things down, what if mm. I've already mechanically broken things down? Is yeah. there a way? And and how would it taste if you had it just directly into your blood? Especially yeah, when yeah, it's what ice cold. 
What would that taste like? Mm. Do you think over time the blood vessels would evolve taste buds and the ability to taste things? Because it seems superficially at the moment that it wouldn't taste like anything at all. That's my first instinct, Alastair. Mm, uh, you I know, know, and I don't want to rule it out. But but Andy, some of the some of those um those veins will transport mm. things into your tongue. Now, I don't know if the back end of a taste bud oh, tastes, yeah. but it feels like that's where the signal goes. It doesn't go it doesn't go off the tongue up through the palate of the mouth mm. into the brain. It goes backwards. And I feel mm. like there's going to be an intercept there. <laughs> I you know? think I think imagine the shock that your tongue would experience tasting something from below. Mm. That's when you when you think you're in an empty room and somebody taps you on the shoulder. That is your blood running cold right there. Mm. And you're a taste bud on the surface of the tongue thinking there's no food in the mouth, just tasting yeah. that neutral tongue flavor. And then right. bam, what's this behind you? Well, it's think, an entire molecule of gravy. Exactly. Is... <laughs> think about it like you you have been sitting there without anything to taste for at mm. least a week and a half. It's probably yeah. how long it takes for the tongue to realize that intravenous tasting has, you know, and eating has, has occurred because it's through boredom that it goes, well, I wonder what things at the base of the tongue taste like. This you is know, absolutely because, how this would play out, Alistair. I've got no criticisms. No, no, no. But what Andy, a, think about <laughs> what a perfect like, analysis. No, but it's like it's like it's like standing in the dark for long enough. You know, suddenly even the tiniest bit of light can mm. illuminate the room sure, for sure, you. Sure, sure, Right. Yep. Your tongue's taste buds widen their pupils, or you know, yes. widen their their, their their sensitivity Dilate. to the point where yeah. they can taste things and flowing in the blood below they're like sharks now they can taste mm. a, a flavor half a mile away great i uh i think it's i think it's something else i think it's something um i don't know what it is but uh but yeah it's and intravenous I, and I tasting think, okay great um uh <laughs> Would you would you wear a sort of a tongue condom for a period of time uh, if you were promised that after, say, a month of wearing it, mm. if you were to take it off, you could taste like a child again, tasting <laughs> for the very first time? Yeah, right. So the tongue what wipes all my memories or I mean, the tongue condom uh, wipes my memories. <laughs> You well, yeah. It's it, you know, it's possible that um, that the way in which we remember flavor. Like, I don't think I have strong memories of flavor, right? Mm. But I think orgasms are a bit like that. I think the idea is that is that you know you never remember really how good it is. Mm. You kind of just go yeah. like each one. You kind of just need to go through it in order to have a proper memory of it. You know, to to right. experience them. It it. it itself you can't just go back and go oh that one was good <laughs> maybe all orgasms are the same orgasm do you think there might only we... be one orgasm there's just one orgasm it's like electrons <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's a... one orgasm in the entire universe it's like a very not scientific theory of of electrons right mm, but yeah it... exactly but 
because it doesn't apply necessarily to electrons doesn't mean it doesn't apply to orgasms. Exactly. That's still a good theory. We just got to find out what it applies to. It could be that it's like, you know, it's like Santa Claus, but maybe like it's just another guy, Martin Orgasm. Mm. Right? And he just travels from genital to genital through yep. through oh. fourth, you know, through incredible fourth dimensional space. Yep. Going going down various various pipes, chimneys mm. as he refers to them. <laughs> Delivering <laughs> orgasms. Are, you, are we emptying a sack? Are we doing that? Well, we I suppose. I suppose on some occasions they're doing that. Yeah. Occasionally, fluttering a outer labia. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens. But, but okay. What is what is the world in which there is only one orgasm like? Do people have to book the orgasm? You know, do you? I do mean, countries go to war to get control over it. I mean, I mean, there's a possibility we're living in that universe now. Yes, sure. And sure. it could be some sexologists, you know that that finally get accurate enough data. To realize mm. that no two orgasms happen at exactly the same moment. And actually, Simultaneous orgasms don't happen. And that, that it's actually impossible to make two people come at the exact same time. Well, then, if, if there is only one orgasm, though, then I think that it might be possible for evil scientists to capture it in some kind of electromagnetic field. Sure. Right? And then they could hold it to ransom and not let the world have it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and, I mean, this would have happened relatively, you know, deep into this full-length film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it would take a while to establish this one orgasm theory and how it works. And also whether or not yeah. we're personifying it through Martin Orgasm. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Who is essentially some, essentially a sort of a, a disembodied soul that kind of travels yeah. around. Could be an alien consciousness. Yeah, you know that that um, that knows, came to earth really knows how to how to make people feel good. Exactly. Maybe really that's just wants what it feels like humans to... to to interbreed to breed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we weren't doing it. I mean, it doesn't explain animals who seem to, I'm sure, have a good time, some of them. I don't know. There's a lot of sex talk. A lot is, of sex talk. Is there? That I'm extremely comfortable with. With what? Like, um, was, wait, when did this happen? Oh, is this because, I don't know, India. I don't think I've ever seen you become uncomfortable about sex talk. But, <laughs> but I suppose 
There's a re I suppose your your talk should match the way that you do it. Exactly. Um, That's right. Uncomfortably. Uh, very uncomfortable. Andy has a, a penis with no skin, which is why <laughs> uh, he has the first I was just gonna say I've got a very lumpy bed, but alright. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Do you think the oh. skin plays a big part? The skin of the penis? Like, but do you think, yeah, do you think like a penis with no skin could still reach orgasm? Do you think, or does it happen kind of internally? Oh, I mean, I think it would be difficult to get anybody else involved. You'd have to <laughs> achieve it on your own terms. Yeah, which I think is is a, is a relatively Fine. common That's, practice. You, you know what? I've heard of this occurring. Yeah. Um, I think... Good lord! So no it feels, skin. So it feels like the buzz, you know, like the little bleeding, bleeding flesh. Eh? Bleeding no, flesh. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about bleeding flesh. I just mean like <laughs> it feels like there's something deeper that's really what's hitting. <laughs> but, I don't know. But but you'd still. But no skin means no skin, Alistair. No, right? I know. But like, I'm talking. You're talking about a, a skinned. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I'm, I'm imagining that whatever is there has has sort of hard some skin like properties. <laughs> well, no, has like had some time to settle into some kind of yeah. homeostasis in which it's no longer just bl- losing blood. You know, it's 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 scabbed <laughs> over or something like that. Okay, but, yeah. But if it was just skin, if it was just the skin, it, yeah, it, you could do you could achieve it on any part of the body, an orgasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, I see what you're saying. I think there's uh, got to be is, mm. There's got to be something a little bit deeper that is like Well, it a, might be special skin. It might have special skin. Could you be. can't rule out could the be. skin itself being the thing that is um yeah, that's but true. there could also be something deeper as well. Um could be a little trigger. But then I, a little red button. Yeah. I don't know what the, what's deeper is how would it be sensing what's going on? Pressure, I suppose. But Pressure, I think... yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's a complicated thing. It's like it needs to get it's into the It's hard to mood. reverse engineer. It you need yeah. It w- I think I think if <laughs> if that bit fell mm. from the sky it, from an alien, mm. you know that that same bit fell from an alien. Yeah. Say okay. in New in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Crashed through a barn. <laughs> Just that bit, the bit that activates it in inside yeah. both the male or the female or, uh, organ, right? Mm. And it crashed through, and uh, you know. But this is from a, a large creature. Yeah. And the FBI came by, and they were like, or the CIA or whatever, and they were like, "Oh." At first, they say it looks like it's the bit of. <laughs> a genital, a huge bit of a genital that uh, that might be responsible for triggering an orgasm. And yeah. then on the next day, they'll be like, I mean, we mean it was a weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Forget we said anything. <laughs> right? And then, and then they would take it back to some base, some compound. And then for, yep. for the next hundred years... Or seventy to date, um, mm. they they would try to reverse engineer this bit. 
And they'd put it yeah. on various ships and see if it makes them <laughs> orgasm. They couldn't quite do it. They'd put it on. They'd try to graft it to a man's arm. <laughs> see if they could make his arm orgasm. They couldn't do it. Yeah. But yet this bit does do that. Yeah. It does. For this, and they're so confident. I mean, imagine the 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 enormous amount of self of, of faith, of belief, pure belief that you would have to have that your diagnosis is correct to keep working on this thing under that assumption for seventy years. You haven't achieved orgasm with this alien sexual <laughs> organ <laughs> once in seventy years, <laughs> but in the, you've got you've got your best men and women on it. <laughs> rubbing at it every day. I suppose it would have had to have landed here with, with a little bit of like sploosh. It's like that Stargate. It's like that Stargate gate yeah. that they're trying to decode to get it to open. <laughs> you know? And occasionally they rub it and they just, mm. their sensors see that twinkle. That twinkle that's like, you know? It's that like twinkling oh, sensation that makes it mean something's starting. Something, this is beginning. And, I mean, what if this was the way in which aliens approached Earth, right? Mm. Um, that before they'll come, de- before they'll come <laughs> to Earth, they they will send down a replica of one of their sexual organs, and we have to please it in the correct way. We have to decode uh, the way in which to pleasure. This alien, and then they're, because they're these aliens, they're fuck fiends, and they're, they're not ab- going to bother with no planet that doesn't know how to make them feel good. Of course, yeah, that's, and that's all it is. And that's right. And they're just sending by, mm. just probes. They, they come by, yeah, drop off to every drop, planet, drop off the, the organ, that specific yep. bit of the organ, and then inside the organ is also. A communication device, but mm. I mean, I think you can probably, um, you know, when you're an advanced enough civilization, you can probably, from across the galaxy, sense an orgasm occurring <laughs> on yeah. a on another planet with when you got the right equipment. Yeah, and so they're they're just there. They got their they got their you know, radio antennas going. Little control room, yeah. And then they see some little light starts flashing and the mm. sector alpha, gamma 12. You know, and they, us. they go, oh, oh, we're starting to get something in the earth, uh, <laughs> in the earth direction. They go, and they sort of get a little bit of that sweat on their brow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hot under yeah. the... You can sense because the guy, the guy who's looking at the thing is just starting to, you know, pull at his collar a little bit, and he's mm. <laughs> wiping. He's getting a he's getting a tissue instead of mopping. So they his have breath. a collar. They have tissues on this planet. Yeah, it's all a st- <laughs> I think if you've got orgasms, you got collars and tissues. That's absolutely true. They go um, hand in cock. Um, mm. Cock in hand. That would make more sense. Anyway, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's 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 great. And so this is like our movie Arrival, or or some other thing. But instead yeah. of having to learn an alien language or, um, you know, how to use some piece of technology, it's it's how to make the thing do the thing. Yeah. Um, thing wise. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, they just send um, down their sexual organ, 
And then once you do, we'll come and we'll have sex with you. <laughs> Great. Okay. Feels like you could pitch this to well, Seth we... Rogen and you could. This would be made. This would definitely within, be made. Within weeks. This is a real Seth. Within weeks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think they do. Well, COVID, if the idea is good enough. That, that they... Hollywood <laughs> is the epicenter. I like COVID. to think that if mo- when a movie idea is so as good as this, yeah. they have ways of making it happen a lot faster. Yeah, of course. Right? Probably a lot of studios would chip in and Ben Hur they'd see the value of it. Ben Hur they still they still only took they still took a year and a bit to make. <laughs> but and that was a really good idea. But yeah. an idea this good, they could do it in a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> they could turn it around. That's just my feeling. Andy, if if the Meat Planet two ideas are two ideas, then we are on five. And so... That's good news for everyone. It takes us to a point where we can get words from a listener. And, Andy, have we already done the Bjorn Hop one? I mean, that name sounds familiar, but maybe it just because it fits so beautifully into the folds of my brain. Um, I love that name. Yeah, no, let's hear it. Bjorn Hop. Do you want to just guess try and the guess? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll guess. I'll guess him. I'll guess him. Um, rhododendron. No, no. Kindergarten. Ah, no. uh, cop. Cop. No, Andy. Doppelganger. No. Kindergarten doppelganger. These are great words, Andy. Now Bjorn there's a Hop. pattern here. There's a pattern here, and I want you to recognize it. <gasps> These then... are all um, German-derived words. Words derived from Germanic. Yeah. So language. I feel like you're going to guess this next one. Kindergarten doppelganger Schadenfreude. Oh, that was close, Andy. Ah. Uh, Kindergarten um, doppelganger Zeitgeist. Bratwurst? Zeitgeist. Kindergarten doppelganger zeitgeist. Kindergarten doppelganger yep. zeitgeist. Um, kindergarten doppelganger zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Um, so what does that mean? I mean, well, I mean, you send your children off to yeah. kindergarten. You get back children, and this is their guarantee at the kindergarten. You will get back a child that looks exactly like your child. <laughs> And you, you of, won't, of of equal, of greater or equal value. Greater or equal value. Oh my god! Imagine that. Okay, so if the, that's their guarantee, yes, absolutely. That that <laughs> if if something happens to your child, they'll give you one that's as good or better. Mm. And and sometimes and, sometimes that just means uh, the kid that you'll get back will have learned something. I think that's how they were initially just trying to pass it off. <laughs> You know, the kid that you bring in, you'll get a better kid on coming out. That's how they're passing it off, right? But, yeah, right. But, but in the phrasing, mm, in they've the phrasing, got a legal, saying, they've left themselves a legal loophole. Yeah, in which they can have your kid destroyed, mm. you know, uh, by accident most of the time. Yeah. And yeah. re, you know, clone him uh, mm-hmm. or her and create a. Uh, a better one, maybe one that has a golden finger. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but I think they could also just send you off with a totally different kid, but it's just a better kid. Yeah. And like initially you're you're sad, but you actually, you know, legally you have no leg to stand on because you try and take that to court. They're going to put that kid on the stand. They're going to ask a bunch of questions. It's going to know all the answers. It's going yeah. to be able to prove that it's a better kid. And, and you know deep the, down in your heart of hearts, you know that you love this kid more as well. And the thing is, is that, you know, when the kids walk in to, to, to daycare or whatever now, and they get, they, get that, they get the laser scanner, laser gun on their head to check their temperature. Yeah. What they're actually doing is taking a snapshot of their consciousness when they come in. Their consciousness. So that right. any new kids that they put in, they can give them the old consciousness so that they recognize you when you show up. Mm. Right? And the kid loves you, has every memory, right? But is a little bit better. They might not look the same, but they might look more like you in a way that you appreciate more. That reminds you of your childhood <laughs> and the good the um, good parts of your childhood. This is a great idea. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't already a conspiracy theory in some way. Yeah. You know, like certainly that push pushing that um that thermometer to your head, uh, flashing a laser on your brain. <laughs> if there's not a Facebook group dedicated to suggesting that they're scanning your consciousness or um, in some way uh, damaging your frontal lobe intentionally to make yeah. you more compliant, yeah. I'll be very surprised. Yeah, it seems crazy that I haven't even heard one yet. Oh, we are breaking new... New ground in fringe madness. Um, I so I just no gotta idea. finish writing this and then. Or no, I I had a thought about sheeple. What was it about sheep? Following here is the sheeple. Fuck. Here is the spout. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, I'm done, no. Andy. I can take us through the sketch ideas if you like. Yeah, I'd love that. Andy, we got two Meat Planet sketch ideas <laughs> up front. These are probably bigger. These are probably films, full-length films. This could be the Armageddon yep. big, Im- uh, deep impact scenario that we had roughly, what, 23 years ago? That's it. One's, one's going to be called uh, Meat Planet and one's going to be called mm. Butch- Butcher Land. Exactly. But, Land but they're of the very butcher. similar concepts. Yeah. Uh, one is that all meat is cooked at once, which kills all animal life. But we've only got and now, but all the meat is, is really well cooked, and yep. but and we just got this. You know, we've got a, just this last bit of time left to preserve as much as the meat as we can, or eat as much as you can. Some people yep. will go that eating as much as you can route. Mm, but that that's like the grasshopper who didn't. Save anything for winter. That's right. Instead, they just ate meat. Um, and then you got the other one where all plants die, and mm. it's replaced with an an all meat ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand why some people on the podcast don't feel like those are two ideas to absolutely stand on their own. But uh, I, I'm one of the people on the podcast who disagrees. <laughs> Yeah, Andy. I think. I mean, all these ideas, Andy. You can't. You can't take a. You can't take a sentence and say that this doesn't stand alone. You. You haven't heard where it goes yet. That's true. Show me. 
Show me a sketch idea at seven, and I will show mm. you the sketch. Seven what years seven, old. Seven, okay. Seven years yeah, old. I'd hope, I'd, I'd hope there'd be something by then. Yeah. After you've been working on a sketch for seven years. Yeah. But at this point, you know, you don't go, show me the the baby at birth and I will show you the man. No. Seven. <laughs> Spying has got more butt stuff than you think. That's the, and that's, you know, it's probably just a cue-based thing. Uh, cue-based yep. sketch with all the butt stuff. Yep. Or it could be a, like a spy induction kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Of any kind. Yeah. Spy induction. Great. Um, then we got intravenous eating. You know, mm, but specifically oh, yes. intravenous tasting. Yeah. It's from the beneath d- the tongue. This, the taste is coming from inside the tongue. Exactly. See, that's a, a reference that never gets overused. Well, I don't know. I think it's. I don't think most modern people are doing this. Great. Yeah, especially re- regarding tongues, Andy. Then we got <laughs> the one orgasm theory. There's only one orgasm. And oh, sexologists. Some high have, concepts today, and I love yeah, it. Sexologists are realizing, and I mean, there's there's a chance in which you, you could realize that maybe. Uh, you know, orgasms are fundamental to the universe. Oh. So they're the actual building block. I mean, it's the only time in which matter is created. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's we, flawless. We don't know. We don't know at this, until this point that, um, that that's the only thing that breaks the conservation of matter rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you weigh the uh, testicles, nobody's done this. Nobody's weighed the testicles before. Weighed the testicles before <laughs> and after, <laughs> and compared that to the to weight the, of sperm, to the amount of stuff that comes out. <laughs> you go. You, yep. You actually, the evidence is is overwhelming. <laughs> the whole situation is overwhelming. <laughs> You know, they won't even um, approve my funding to do this research. (laughs) I think they're scared of what I'll find. Yeah. I think they probably already know what I'm going to find and they're trying to hide it from the general populace. Every time they come into the lab and I've got my balls on one of those little digital scales. Yeah, the cooking ones. they, 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 They get really upset. Yeah, well, because they know I'm close to something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, then we got the bit that triggers orgasm, crashing to the earth. Ah, uh, yes. From an Roswell. alien species. Mm. Yep. And seeing whether or not uh, man or woman can mm. figure out. Or both. Or both together. Yeah, that's probably what we'd have to discover. You think it's working together would be the lesson of that? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Finally, something that has never happened before. No. And then we've got uh, the kindergarten guarantee. We'll send you home with a child of equal or greater value. That's really good. That's a great place to end. Yeah. All right, Dinkle. 
Dinkle. Um, thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Uh, God, we appreciate that, that you do that. We do. I've been Andy, and I'm a stupid old Andy on Twitter. And I'm at Alistair TB on Twitter, and we're at Two in Tank. And you know what? You can find yes. us in all the all the regular places. Um, mm. Oh, wait. Somebody um, left a review. On, oh, that's great. On our pod. And... Uh, Anyway, by the way, you can find us on Instagram, and you can also support us on Patreon, which some pe- some people have recently joined That's our remarkable. Patreon, joined the Patreon Incredible. family. Oh, and it is a family. It is a family. We we don't have meetups yet, but that's because we're not as close as we could be. Um, yeah, well, but that's this all good families. This person who wrote this review. They they wrote it. They're from Australia. They said that the the review starts with the subject shout out. <laughs> Am I writing this review for the hope that I get a shout out during the podcast? Hmm, maybe. Lee Warren is my name. But besides <laughs> that, this podcast is just super enjoyable, both for listening and laugh while doing the dishes or a nice wind down as I go to bed. Great work, guys. Keep up the great work. And we'll give Thanks, you the Lee. two in the thank you so much, Lee Warren apps. Lee Warren apps is their username. I don't know why. Maybe they make apps. Lee, would you make a two in the think tank app? <laughs> what would that be? What would that be? <laughs> what would that look like? <laughs> but let's have a meeting, Lee Warren apps. <laughs> um, um, and this but, is the shout out that the that you wanted. Yeah, I think I think this this is what this is. So, um, anyway, everybody who's written reviews, we we've absolutely enjoyed them, and we are not beneath reading them up. I mean, we could start. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, take care of yourselves. It's it's good. Yes. It's almost New Year's Day. Yeah, we're so only have a good two days away. Have a good life. Yeah, take care of yourselves. And, um. And we like, love you, you, you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.